Hey guys, it's Ed and I'm coming to you live from the temporary Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. So, we have one more episode being filmed live in the temporary Drunk Gossip Studios. So, you know, and I said this the other day and I'm going to say it again. Um, I'm a little bit misty, um, not only because this was my home for the last two years, but... Also because this is the birthplace of Drunk Gossip. Um, Drunk Gossip was founded in Hamilton Heights. um, The Hamilton Heights neighborhood of Harlem. In March of 2017. I was sicker than a dog. But there was just so much and I kept saying... If only, if only. And someone said, you have the experience, go do it. So my very first podcast I ever recorded, I was coughing and drinking, and it was a hot mess. And y'all have stuck with me all this time, so thank you so much for that. But with every ending comes a new beginning, and Will and I are working on some really great things to take Drunk Gossip into the future. Um... Uh, We're going to have the vlog launched. We have a website coming soon. I know I've been saying that for like two years now, but (laughs) it's actually coming soon. Will is actually on my ass to make sure that this gets done. Um, So, so yeah, there's that. (laughs) Let's, uh, I don't know how to segue from there, honestly. I really had no clue what to do. Um, oh, at least I'm keeping up with the hot mess of it all. Um, okay, so it was announced yesterday that the Share Show is closing on August 18th of 2019. Um, at the time, it will have played something like 29 preview performances and 296 regular performances. The reasoning, for, the reason why they're closing is not immediately clear. Um, it was bringing in a million plus a week. Um, they recouped their initial investment, uh, so I don't know if this was just predetermined. If the three actresses who um, who play Cher at different stages in her life were ready just to move on, and they didn't think that the momentum would continue or um, what they could be doing is closing it to rework it for a revival later on down the road Um, or they, they could be working on a movie honestly what we do know is Cher was not pleased at first with the show um, she said she liked the story she liked how they she liked the design she liked the concept, but there were some things that she felt needed to be strengthened and worked out. Before it opened, she gave her stamp of approval and said, yes, I, I really like this. Um, the show enjoyed mostly positive reviews. Um, it was never going to be a heavy hitter along the lines of Hamilton or Town. But it definitely got more love than other biopics like Ain't Too Proud. 
um, Summer, the Donna Summer story. Um, the only, the only, um, musical biography that seems to have enjoyed both commercial success and critical success is Beautiful, the Carol King story. Um, you know, Waitress, uh, in the, I was going to say maybe they didn't want to do a rotating um, panel of stars. There's not very many people who can play a living legend like Cher. Um, Stephanie J. Block won the Tony for her portrayal. And I really, truly don't believe that anyone else was going to match that performance. Um, So maybe it is better that they're closing it out. Um, You know, again, they could be trying to make a movie out of it. They could be trying to... Um, just see what's available. Um, the theater could be booked for another musical coming up. So, there, I mean, there are a lot of different reasons why it could be closing. It, um, they'll be launching a national tour in October of 2020. So, the, it will definitely live on. If you haven't listened to the soundtrack, go to, Spot, go to Spotify, Apple Music, whatever your music streaming services and actually give it a listen you know I did not think I was going to like it but I, I really loved it and they're not even paying me to say that so so you know it's true <laughs> oh boy <laughs> apparently I'm not allowed to go out and beg for people to pay me anymore Will said it's the equivalent of panhandling through a podcast well, Apple can... Pan, I can panhandle at Apple. They have a trillion dollars, damn it. Share if you're listening, back me up. Or Mandy. One or the other. It doesn't matter, really. <laughs> but for right now, I'm going to go and I'm going to come right back. And I'm back. And continuing the sad news of... Broadway shows closing. King Kong will close on August 18th of 2019 as well. This one is not quite a surprise. Um, they went big for King Kong. Um, the musical was capitalized at $36.5 million, which is massive. Quite possibly, and I don't have the, um, the research to support this, but it's either the most or one of the most expensive Broadway musicals ever to land on Broadway. And for a very long time, it seemed as if it was going to go the distance. Um, again, just like the Share Show, it was bringing in a million plus um, for the beginning of its run. And then slowly things started to slip. Now, when you have a musical like King Kong, you can't have the ticket grosses slipping. Um, at $36.5 million, you have to... Each week you have to pay the capitalization back. Um, and then, you know, you have to pay your stars, your production team, your director, um, the theater rent space. So if they were making a profit, it was razor, razor thin. And outside of a special Tony... They didn't... 
outside of a special Tony, they didn't really bring home anything. With the Cher show, they had Stephanie J. Block that they could brag about, oh, best actress. But with King Kong, they didn't have any of their marquee titles. And, you know, you want, like, a best musical Tony winner, best actress, best actor. Um, Something to encourage... Something to encourage people to come see your show. And I don't think that they really had that. Which is unfortunate because I've heard that the show was really good when Mary T and um, Gracia um, guest co-hosted. You heard them say that the story was really good. Um, It was an update of the 1921 novel. So... I mean, all the elements were really in place here for a phenomenal show. What went wrong? Frankly, you can pull something like King Kong off on the big screen because that's where it belongs. People want to see the special effects. People want to see that sort of stuff on the movie screen. When it comes to theater, people want emotion. They want to feel something. And I think, I think what happened here was they focused too much on the spectacle and not enough on the emotion. Um, I, you know, I didn't see it, unfortunately, and I probably won't before it closes, but I feel like with, with, with this, you have to... You have to go more for the love story of it all. And not an action-adventure type of thing. That being said, don't be surprised when Warner Brothers puts out a King Kong musical movie. Because I promise you, they're going to. Um, it would be foolish of them not to. They have the book, they have the script ready. It w- wouldn't take anything for them to find... A, a great actress to play the lead, the lead role, and they would literally print their own money, put it on, put it up in November, um, probably right around Thanksgiving time. Watch it play out the entire holiday season. You would make a mint, a mint. And just so you know, I already have someone in mind for the lead role: Jennifer Hudson, Oscar-winning actress. We already know she can sing. And it's like I have to do all the work around here for people. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm hoping that this is, that we're going to stop seeing so many movies translated into musicals. I know we're not going to. Please don't tell me. Beetlejuice is doing phenomenal. Uh, mean Girls is still a hit. Um, but in all honesty, uh, Mean Girls... I can actually... I always visualized it as um, as a stage play. Um, the fact that they were able to turn it into a musical is just awesome. Um, but the rest of it... You know, they're so hit or miss. Um, and again, you want to focus more on the emotions rather than action or something like that. And I'm going to focus on taking a break and coming right back and I'm back 
So, in some Broadway news that doesn't suck, Ryan Murphy is set to direct the film adaptation of The Prom for Netflix. Which, that in itself is amazing. Um, Ryan Murphy has a long history with musicals, um, i.e. Glee. He actually took the television musical format and resurrected it single-handedly. And people have been trying to copy his success ever since then. Um, Mostly to no success. However, like, musical episodes, fine, here and there. Obviously, we'll do it, but an entire show that's musical, no. Glee remains the most successful. I'm trying to think, um, Smash lasted three seasons, and they were all very low-rated. Um, there was a Josh Radner show that lasted maybe half of a season and then was yanked. Um, and they continue to try to develop um, musicals and whatnot, but I, I I think you just have to let that go, to be honest. But... Um, moving on from that, we already know that Ryan Murphy is going to knock this out of the park. All he needs is a great cast, right? Well, let me tell you who's in the cast. In the cast will be Meryl Streep, James Corden, Nicole Kidman, Ariana Grande, Aquafina, Keegan Michael Key, and Andrew Rannells. So, with Meryl Streep, you already know that if Netflix plays their cards right, this is getting an Oscar nomination. At least one Oscar nomination. Meryl Streep, Best Actress, could possibly win. Um, if, you don't, if you guys don't know what the show is about, um, it's about Dee Dee Allen, a two-time Tony winner, who teams up with Barry Glickman, and they start in a flop about Eleanor Roosevelt. After the reviews come out, they're horrible. Um, they decide that they need to change their image. And they drag Angie Dickinson and Trent Oliver along with them to find a cause to resuscitate their careers. Um, and they find it in Emma. A high, she, Emma is a high school senior in Indiana who is, um, who's not allowed to take her girlfriend to prom. And so all these stars kind of rally around her and say, no, this is not okay, whatever. And it it has that kind of feel-good tug to your heart that musicals really do need to have. And with that, I think, you know, you have such really great, you have such really, really great, um, cast members and a great story there's no reason why this doesn't fly high there's no reason why this doesn't become a new cultural touchstone for for a new class um they're saying that he's gonna start filming it in December because Netflix wants it to be released in the heart of award season of 2020 
because they really want to make a hardball play for some some Oscars. And of course, that's always going to be Netflix's end goal. Netflix doesn't make money um, off of theatrical runs. But if they can say we have, you know, best picture, best actress, again, just like I was saying with the Cher show in King Kong, people are always going to be drawn to it. They're going to want to see what happened. They're going to want to see why this, you know, why this was what it was. And, you know... I'm really looking forward to this. I might actually go see it in the theaters because it just seems like one of those shows that begs to be seen on the big screen. It begs to be seen on Broadway. Um, a lot of people thought it was not going to make it. You know, the initial reviews from the um, from the first couple of previews suggested that it was going to close. And it's really just become the little engine that could. Um, when it actually opened, critics raved about it. Um, it was nominated for all sorts of Tonys, winning quite a few of them, actually. And it's, I, think it, I think it's what I was saying earlier about King Kong. What they did here is they put the heart out first. And everything kind of loops onto that. And again, that's, I think that's what you have to do. I also think I have to take a break and come right back. And I'm back. So while I was taking a break, I was trying to figure out what this segment was going to be. Um, I, like, I had a vague idea of what I... Like, you know, I knew I wanted to talk about um, Broadway shows that I want to see. That wasn't the question. My question was kind of, what do I want to see? The, the best thing about Broadway is it doesn't chase trends. The tr- trends chase Broadway. That being said, though, I am kind of wanting to see a true crime musical. Yes, kind of like Lizzie Borden, I know that's coming to um, Broadway soon. But I'm talking, um, like I said before, one with heart, one with um, characters that you love, characters that you hate. And then it dawned on me, I literally just wrote an article, um, and if you want to read it, it's called um, Lovers in the Attic, I think? Wow, I'm really bad at knowing my own articles. It makes it sound like I didn't actually write it. I did, I swear I did. Um, It is called... um, Wow, this is... Lovers in the Attic, Sorted Affair Leads to Murder. So Lovers in the Attic could be the shortened name. Um, this is all about um, Dolly o- Ocek, who in the 1920s and 1930s was a married housewife. She 
eventually she and her husband weren't getting along anymore. So she started to, um, one day her sewing machine broke and she complained about it to her husband. Her husband sent over the 17-year-old boy and they they started having an affair. And at first it was just a typical liaison where they would sneak around and do it. And, it, and then the neighbor started talking and she's like, oh no, that's just my brother. And they're like, yeah, no. So then Otto, her, her lover, moved into the attic in her house. And during the day, he, you know, he got to come out and sneak out and be with, he got to be with Dolly. And then at night, he had to be really quiet so he would just sit there and read or write pulp stories. So eventually, Dolly and her husband got into a huge fight, and Otto hears this and kills Fred, the husband. And at this point, they had moved from Milwaukee to Los Angeles, and... um. From there, the story gets even more twisted because at this point, they're free to be lovers. They're free to do whatever the hell they want to do. And he continues to live in the attic, albeit at the new house, and be her, basically her sex slave. He doesn't get upset when she gets a new boyfriend or anything like that. And in fact, he seemingly encourages this. And then, not only does she take on a new boyfriend... She takes on a new lover. So then after the new lover, um, there's a big falling out. Um, first, the new lover throw, gets rid of one gun. And the... Um, a, a neighbor buries the other gun. So... All, all that's kind of well, finding good, whatever. Then, the, um, Dolly and the, the new lover break up, and he goes to the police, and everything starts to unravel. And it's such a dizzying climax. Um, I won't spoil how the story ends. I mean, you can spoil it yourself if you want. I just told you what that article is called. Lovers in the Attic, it's on HVY. But, you know, even as I'm saying this, I'm hearing the song, I'm hearing music for the song. I'm thinking of it as more like a, um, like a rock opera type thing. Um, but I, I really wonder how something like that would fare. Maybe not that particular story, that might be too niche. You might, we might need one that's a little bit more... Um, a little bit more mainstream. But you know what I'm saying, like, I wonder how that would do, instead of something new, and even if we know the story, something new and fresh, instead of another take on a movie. Because nobody wants to see The Naked Truth, the musical, unless we get to see Eric Winter naked again, then I don't know.
Um, I'm going to go and I'm going to be right back. And I'm back. And it wouldn't be a drunk gossip episode without some drunk gossip. So, last year, Leanne and I, Leanne introduced me to a great new club on the Lower East Side called Club Cumming, which is owned, of course, by Alan Cumming. Since that time, there's been a ton of gossip coming from that bar. Mostly because it is the hot spot for celebrities. Um, when a couple times I've been there, um, Cardi B there, Cardi B was there once. I didn't see, uh, I didn't run into her. I saw her very vaguely, but I didn't realize who she was. Um, it's been reported that Rihanna has spent time there. Um, Matt Bomer has been there. Um, uh, just a ton of A-list celebrities go there. Um, I'm not going to name them all because then we wouldn't have time to get to the gossip part. So, over the weekend, Reeve Carney and his co-star, Eva Noblezada, were seen at Club Coming acting very much like a couple. Allegedly, he was kissing her neck, and they were acting very much as if they were romantically involved. Um, now, there's nothing quite scandalous about this. Um, their co-stars in Town, and Town is a very romantic musical. Just won a ton of... It just won a ton of Tony Awards. So why is this so scandalous, darlings? Well, it's so scandalous because Eva is married. And reportedly, well, she was happily married before Hadestown opened. Um, before we get into her marriage, though, let's talk a little bit about Reeves Carney. He has a tendency to date his co-stars. Um, he dated Victoria Justice who was his co-star in the Rocky Horror Picture Show remake um, he dated his Spider-Man into Turn Off the Dark co-star Jennifer Domino and then he was linked to Ashley Green from Twilight so what, um, now, Eva is supposed to be this happily married lady, um, and here's what she says, um, she, uh, she married Leo Roberts in November of 2017, um, and the, in November of 2018, she posted on Twitter not only is it our first London preview of Town, but it's also this guy and mine's one year mark for getting hitched. Tis a special day because I'm in love with this show and very much in love with my husband. Then she went ahead and um, put up images of them together and said, You unicorn, very thankful for you. We just opened our second Broadway show and it's your birthday today. We don't have fun at all, do we? Um, and people started 
people started speculating that there was something wrong because at the Tony Awards, she brought her mother instead of her husband. Now, this is not unusual. Bradley Cooper does this all the time. Um, But, of course, his relationship is not real. Um, So, what are we to, to surmise from this? Well, here is what the production says. Reeve and Eva are starring in one of the greatest love stories ever told on Broadway. But how their characters Orpheus and Eurydice spend their time offstage is not for us to say. This is classic PR. Deny, 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 but soak up all the publicity. I guarantee you tomorrow there's going to be a ton of either blind items or blind items reveal blind items revealed about this couple. And at least one of the, at least one of them on each site is going to say this is not a real couple. Here's why. Remember how earlier I said I thought Reeves was gay? I do. And I'm 99% sure he is. But when you have a show to promote and a show that had just had such a high profile night, how do you follow that up? By having your two lead actors quote unquote fall in love. That's how. It's great publicity for the show. It keeps the name Hatestown out there. Because after after the Tony Awards there's not much else to to promote to help promote your shows um it's not like the Emmys or um yeah it's not like the Emmys where the same shows can win over and over and over again Uh, with the Tonys it's one chance and one chance only so now that it won a bunch of these Tonys what we're gonna see is Tony Award winning actress Eva um, in the Tony Award winning musical Hadestown. And they're gonna we keep reinforcing this. So what what is the end game? Like I said, keep keeping the box office up. Um, you know, Hadestown didn't start off as a smash hit. It, was a slow burn to the top. But now that they're near the top, they don't want to come crashing down. The way to stop from crashing down is to entice people a little. That's why we see these fake um, romances like um, Corey Monteith and Leah Michelle. These fake romances are what fuels people coming back because they want to see if there's any hint of the scandal in the every night performances and speaking of scandal it'll be a scandal if I don't stop talking like that (laughs) Um, and also it's time to end the show thank you all so much for listening tomorrow our last show in the Drunk Gossip Studios well, the temporary Drunk Gossip Studios. Um, Friday is either going to be more blind items, maybe a three-day 
um, a three-day weekend of blind items or maybe a deep dive into something I haven't decided yet. Um, or maybe we can resurrect true crime. I don't know. Um, but in, in any case, um, Friday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I'm going to be on hiatus. Um, I'll be traveling in... Um, I'll just need a, a couple of days to re- recuperate. But I'll be back with you guys live on Monday. Um, ready to go and chewing on all the big gossip. And if any big stories break, of course, I'll build episodes around it. But until next time, cheers. <laughs>